Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We're back. Lydia, who do we have? Right now, we have Professor Alan Dershowitz, just 50 years at Harvard, and he's a Brooklyn boy at heart, and he's with us, uh, what, now? We're almost two days a week now here at WABC. Hello, Professor Dershowitz. I love to be on your show. I love your questions. I love your audience, so fire away. Bill Barr. We have a brand, <laughs> Bill Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, who's supposed to be loyal to the president of the United States that he serves, was not really loyal to President Trump. He was loyal to a previous president. Mm. Uh, and and tell us, who knows the facts of what, what he actually said? Well, he has a book out, and he's saying that basically Trump is broadly responsible for what happens on January 6th. Professor Dershowitz, your take. Well, he had a First Amendment right to make a speech that I disagree with. I wouldn't have advised him to make that speech, but he did use the words peacefully and patriotically. And under a case called Brandenburg versus Ohio, where a neo-Nazi Klan's member was given the right to free speech, certainly the president had a right to say what he said. Did he contribute to an atmosphere which led to what happened on January 6th? Maybe historians will be able to know the answer to that question, but there's no no firm evidence of that. I represent one of the young men who didn't even intend to go in. He was a law school student, didn't intend to go into the Capitol. And then he was basically waved in by the police. He had no intention of doing anything violent. He didn't do anything violent. He just went to the gallery, sat there, left 18 minutes later, and now he's being charged. That's with what happened. Nobody yeah. nobody yeah. wants to admit that in Democratic Party. They, nobody broke down the doors. They, yeah, the, no, the, the, the Capitol Police opened the doors and welcomed some people in. And a few hundred yeah. got in out of, out of maybe the 100,000 that were outside. I mean, you know, nobody have, is telling the truth. But they're blaming Trump for them even being there in the first place. You know, that's but what they're had, trying they to do. Right, but they had the right to be there. Exactly. Peacefully tapes. assembling. We have videotapes. And look, how many times have uh, people on the left advocated, you know, protests in the Supreme Court or when Kavanaugh was being They were banging on the doors, Alan. They were, yeah, and, and they were screaming and yelling and literally disrupting. And they weren't even indicted for a misdemeanor. And these people are being indicted for felonies. Some of them are being detained in prison without a presumption of innocence. So, look. How about the night, January? How about the night there were Black Lives Matter or mm-hmm. some other organizations sure. were attacking the White House? And they had to uh, take the president of the United States into the secret basements that that exist to protect them. Or the times when Black Lives Matter shut down courthouses in uh, Oregon and burned um, uh, uh, cars and uh, police police cars were attacked. Took over police stations. uh, Look, you have to have one rule for everybody. You can't have one rule for the right, one for the left, one for Democrats, one for Republicans. And what I worry about is, you know, there is a right to peacefully assemble, and that's what the people originally were doing, peacefully assemble, and petition the government for a redress of grievances. I happen to think they were wrong about their grievances, 
But, you know, with Voltaire, I may disagree with you, but I will defend your right to say it. There are too few people who are doing that. Look at my former colleague, Lawrence Tribe. He tweets that Tucker Carlson ought to be treated and that members of uh, the Senate and House who were who are raising questions about the electoral vote should be indicted for treason. In other words, he would be denying them the right to speak. And more important than even denying people the right to speak is denying people like us the right to listen. If, if, if people, if Tucker Carlson doesn't have the right to speak, then I don't have the right to listen. I, I want to disagree with Tucker Carlson. I want to, you know, argue with him, but I don't want to suppress him. You're, you're absolutely right. And the other thing is Nancy Pelosi, and nobody's pressing that, refused the 10,000 or 20,000 National Guard's people to come in. But now she claims she's not in charge of them. Then who's in charge of them if she's not in charge of them well, as a Speaker of the House? They're, they're actually both in charge. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader and the House Speaker have a seat on this board. Mm-hmm. And at 1 o'clock that afternoon, both of those two people went to the board and asked for the National Guard to come in. That had never happened before, and it became uh, institutional bureaucracy. And by the time they got it straightened out, it was 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Look, historians are going to have to look into this. Roger Stone is now trying to rewrite history. He's trying to say he had nothing to do with January 6th. And there are some videos now available that show he had much more to do with it. We have to get to the bottom of this. I wish there were a commission appointed to do that. You know, in England and Israel and other countries, when you have events like this, they appoint royal commissions, former judges, retired, uh, very, very distinguished people, nonpartisan, to look into it and make a historical record. Today what's happening is a partisan Democratic committee, the January 6th committee, it has no credibility. It has no credibility. It's not going to come up with the truth. It's going to come up with the Democratic truth. And then and now, wait, 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 you know, with the we, Republican we, truth. We, we're talking about January 6th. We left the whole thing behind. We, we left that Bill Barr's book. And Bill Barr uh, was, took the position in his book that uh, – that uh, what Trump is very guilty of many well, many things. Yeah, and he said well, he's unfit to serve as well. Well, but hold on. Go let's, ahead, let's, Judge Weinberg. Come on, tell okay. us what, what you right, said. But let's be clear. Number one, I think the January sixth committee, as Professor Dershowitz has articulated, totally partisan committee. You're not going to get the truth out of that, and they're already mm-hmm. talking beyond their authority when they say that they're criminal. There may be criminal activity by Trump. That's absolutely yeah. wrong. That's that's a, a hit job on Trump. That's number one. Number two, with respect to what Barr, and I, I happen to respect uh, Attorney General Barr, I think what he's saying too. is that President Trump contributed to some of the atmospherics. Well, guess what? The whole country has been treated to the atmospherics of the crazy left, the Antifas and the Black Lives Matter, the rioting, the uh, anti-police mentality, the anti-law enforcement mentality. There's a lot of responsibly going around for the breakdown of civilization. But if we there want- was no way, and I know you guys respect him, but I feel that there was no way that he was going to make the decisions uh, that he should have made before the election. He waited till after the election. When did he My appoint- opinion. So, when did he appoint Durham? That was before. I think it was before. But there were some things that could have been done before. For example, challenging the Pennsylvania change of law that occurred and was completely illegal. And, you know, I don't know if it affected the outcome of Pennsylvania's electoral votes, 
but the but Trump was right about Pennsylvania. I don't think he's right that, about no, he's some right of the about other that. states. I agree he with was you. Right about Pennsylvania, absolutely. And the attorney general should be. First of all, the attorney general, you know, should not be loyal to a particular person. Obviously, after people forget about this, after Robert Kennedy was appointed attorney general, Congress passed a statute saying no more. You couldn't have a brother or a close relative appointed to any position of executive authority by the president. Um, so, you know, we don't want people to be loyal, brother loyalty to the president. We want them. You to know be who I admire? The and the a- Alan Dershowitz. You know who I admire? Who? Eric Holder was more loyal to a, a, a President Obama oh, than, than Jesus was to his father, God. <laughs> Listen, no, I, 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 look, if I you want to talk about a bad attorney, but there's no question. Listen, there's no question. You want to talk about a bad attorney general? That was Holder. Uh, but Please. if they want to blame Trump for what happened on January 6th, then let's blame AOC and all the radical lefties for all the violence that happened with BLM and the defunding of the police and the cops that were killed. Then it goes. It I can go on and, on and on and on. American people just want the truth. That's um, it's you know we can't be well, responsible for what it. people they're not do. Gonna get it. I know. Never they're gonna, not get gonna get it. it. We don't have a mechanism for discerning the truth. Tragically, now if, not if we go beyond Bill Barr and and, mm-hmm. and everybody should read the book. And Why? Don't, don't believe anything. Why? <laughs> you know, the point is to have everybody read every book. No censorship. I agree. No Free censorship. for everybody. Then every American is intelligent enough to make up their own mind. As Thomas Jefferson once said, you put a hard problem to a philosopher or a plowman, you're equally likely to get a good answer from the plowman as long as he has the information. So what we can't do is deny people the right to listen to views that we disagree with. And that's what Professor Lawrence Tribe wanted to do. And that's what so many people today on the left want to do in in colleges and universities where you cannot express views that are different from the mainstream for fear that you will get graded down and not recommended. We want the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. That's why I love the show. (laughs) And uh, there was one other question we wanted to ask Professor Dershowitz. What else is going on? Baba Yar. Do we want to talk? Two things, Alan. Yes. One one is we're on the precipice of a new Iran deal. And then there was the attack on Baba Yar. We'd like your comments on that, please. Okay. First of all, the Baba Yar thing. I'm very, very strong supporter of Zelensky. In fact, I volunteered to be his lawyer and to put together a legal team for him. But I think he made a mistake on Bobby R. by not acknowledging that those responsible for the killing of 37,000 Jews in Bobby R. were uh, Ukrainian auxiliary soldiers, not only Nazis, but uh, many Ukrainians were responsible for the killings at Bobby R. and for the killings of hundreds of thousands of Jews. The Ukraine was one of the worst countries in terms of collaboration with the Nazis. And even during wartime, you can't just change the truth that way. And it's important for the whole truth. And Professor David Patterson, in in his position, I was shocked that he wouldn't take the humanitarian position that you just described and sort of act like it didn't happen at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And, and, you know, there are are so many issues today. Today, as you saw, the Supreme Court uh, reinstated the death penalty for for the man who helped kill three people, four people, actually, uh, during the Boston uh, shootings. And uh, probably President Biden will commute his sentence to life imprisonment, even though the Supreme Court said he could be he could be subject to execution. So 
There are so many things happening, and this and and the world is such a complex case. Iran? What about uh, Iran? You know, I think it's the worst possible time to make an Iran deal because imagine if Iran had a nuclear weapon. The only reason we can't beat back the Russians, we have the ability to beat back the Russians, but they have nuclear weapons, and you can't take on a country with nuclear weapons, whether it be North Korea or Russia or any other country. And if Iran were to get a nuclear weapon, I have to tell you, what's going on in Ukraine would be nothing. They would try to take over the Emirates, Saudi Arabia. They would try to take over Israel. They would, And the idea that we are giving them a green light to develop a nuclear bomb, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the day after, I just think is a, a last, terrible mistake. Last question. Seen the whole deal. Yeah. Professor Dershowitz, last question. Usually, yeah. uh, Israel does our dirty work. They go out and take out the, uh, all, all yeah. the crap that uh, Iran has. If Israel did that, would Joe Biden back up Israel? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, President Obama promised me that he would, and then I think he broke his promise. Um, I would think that Biden, who really has a soft spot in his heart for Israel, which I think Biden, which I think Obama never did, I think he would understand. I think he would understand that Israel had to defend itself. You know, the head of Iran, Rafsan Johnny, 20 years ago, said that if we drop one bomb on Tel Aviv, it's the end of Israel because it's a one-bomb country. And we'll kill 3 million people. And then they'll retaliate and kill, 10 kill, and kill 20 million people in Tehran. And Rafsanjani said the trade-off would be worth it because it would mean the end of the, the Jewish state. But Islam would survive losing 20 million people. When you have attitudes like this, you cannot allow that country ever to come close to having a nuclear weapon. On that wow, I wish you a great weekend. And I look forward you to talking to you next week. Me too. Have a good weekend. Thank you. And we're going to talk about Brooklyn soon. Uh, Let's take a break and we're going to come back with Dr. Peter Michalos. But I still want uh, Governor Patterson's opinion on the MTA. But let's take that break.